TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. I have a couple of younger people who work here with the show. Abby, who helped get you on the line. But I will be honest, as someone who is a, an older voter, sometimes the younger voters confuse me. And that was one of the things I think your piece tried to clear up here. Maybe trying to put this into perspective for people who are a little older to say, hey, what's up with uh, Gen Z? And I didn't know this. I think I learned one thing. They're nicknamed the Zoomer generation. Sue and I didn't know that. That's how old we are. No, Adeline. we didn't know. We had no idea. Um, yeah, I think it's a play on Boomer. It sounds that way. That We did actually connect the dots we on got that, that one. But we yeah. didn't know that that's, that was the nickname. All right, so let, let's address a couple of the things that you uh, talked about here. 21% of Gen Z adults are registered Republican voters. That's not really a surprise. I don't know what the number is um, on the other side. But one of the things that always comes up every presidential year is these younger voters don't seem to vote. So did you discover that that's likely to happen in 24 as well? So the that's that's a lot of people are interested, like you said, in what exactly is going on with young voters. The enthusiasm among Gen Z voters seems even lower than in previous years. I mean, it's definitely not surprising or new that young voters tend to be the lowest have the lowest voter turnout of any group. So. I saw a stat today that said, you know, voters 65 and up, while they make up, you know, 21% of the electorate, actually account for something like 28% of, right. of the voting power. Um, and I think for Gen Z or the youngest generation of voters, that number would actually be less than their their the de- the demographic power they should hold. And why, why do you think that is? That's something I've never really been um... – able to figure out and really dial in on from this perspective. Look, when I turned 18 years old and Ronald Reagan was the first president that I got to vote for, I couldn't wait to vote. And I participated in every presidential election and really hopefully every election that I could since I really do think that some of these smaller municipal elections are just as important because they affect your life. So I couldn't wait. My, my kids not as motivated by that. What is it that keeps people from just going to the polls? Is there anything you can kind of dial down on there, Adeline? It's a good question. I think as far as local elections, I don't have a super good answer. It might be the fact that these people aren't necessarily uh, in economically independent yet. They feel like a lot of the policies don't truly affect them. And then on the national level, you feel a lot of kind of dissatisfaction with politics in general. They feel as if their vote doesn't matter. Their voices aren't heard. A lot of them aren't fans of the Electoral College and think 
since it's not a popular vote anyway, why would I right. why would I vote? I'm not going to make a difference. One, one thing, Sue, that she said in the piece, I thought this was interesting. And as someone who's not in this generation, maybe uh, a good reminder. You said, you know, you have a, a generation that is known for immediate gratification, short attention spans, political division, cultural, economic instability. But what she wrote in this piece in Real Clear is that you had this group of young people raised during the 2008 financial crash, you know, crash. They came of age during the pandemic, which I can't believe it was four years ago when we were oh, all man. set for that craziness. They had a social media account by junior high school. They had unlimited access to footage of natural disasters, police brutality. This is the generation of school shooter drills. I think a lot of us who are adults forget about that. And school assemblies on cyberbullying and suicide. And Adeline, your point in all of that was to say, maybe understanding some of those factors is crucial to understanding where these voters are coming from, right? Yeah, just that they were completely inundated from most of them from 11, 10, 11, 12 years old, or at least the, the group that's voting now, with kind of social media and all of this horrible global news at their fingertips all the time. Yeah. And I just think that affects that affected them in ways we and even I don't understand. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. I don't know how that works itself out and how culturally we sort of move forward. I mean, the, the old adage would be in the conventional wisdom, and Sue, tell me if, if this is wrong. We always used to joke, I can't remember the exact saying, but, you know, you're liberal when you're young. You get to 30 and you're older, you're paying taxes. You start looking at things in a different yeah, direction, do. right? But as you point out, and this is something that maybe selfishly I can't relate with, but this is a generation, and you even quote people, Adeline, in your piece as saying that it's less about them and it's about others. They're, they're trying to uh, do things that are for people who are more vulnerable than themselves, right? Yeah, and I that I'm not entirely sure about yet. I think some of that is just being young. They feel they don't they aren't respected, they don't have a voice, they're kind of looking out for the little guy because they feel like the little guy. And then there was, you know, one person who I interviewed who maybe brought up, I don't know, does does sympathy track well algorithmically? Is that just what gets views online and that's what you these oh, that's a people good question. Right. Young young voters are always seeing. You didn't write about this in the piece, but did you address the issue? I'm very curious about this. Where the Zoomers, the younger people, get their news from and how much they Ooh, pay attention to the news? Yeah, I actually do. I think it's a, it's a small paragraph, but they say about people under the age of 25 are two times more likely to use social media apps like TikTok, Instagram, X, which is, you know, Twitter, as their news source than they are to look at traditional news sources like, you know, CNN or Fox. Right. And that that does not surprise me. I think the number might even be higher than that. I don't wow. know. But that that's of great concern. Although I say that and I don't know, you know, I'm someone who doesn't necessarily believe in the veracity of the reporting and the well, legacy media. But as someone who, uh, by the way, Adeline was trained there at the University of Missouri in the journalism school, I have great you know, sadness for the fact that we can't really trust any of these media institutions. And young people are going to hear something on TikTok or Saturday Night Live or somewhere else, think it's true. Maybe not do any further investigation of that beyond that, which I, I think is problematic for the future. I think absolutely. I, I think people are generally becoming more wary of traditional news sources, but then are, you know, seeing something online and yeah, they're not fact-checking it. They're not doing their own additional research. 
and they're forgetting about it very quickly. They're becoming inflamed about it very yeah. quickly well, and then forgetting about and it. And I think a good example of that is what's happened with the pro-Palestinian demonstrations. I know you oh, addressed yeah. that a little bit in the piece, but that's been a head-scratcher for, for those of us who are a little older, saying, wait a second, where, where's, you know, we've always known college campuses are a bit radical, but the amount of um, what I would call anti-Semitism on campuses has really been jarring, I think, to a lot of people. It absolutely, I mean, it is all over the news, isn't it? You know, people are fascinated with what Gen Z is thinking. And, you know, they would, of course, say that they are not, they are pro-Palestinian civilian. Um, but you're right. There have been kind of some some scary polls or surveys which show rising anti-Semitism as well. So hand in hand, it is a confusing phenomenon. Do you think that the Gen Z folks and the people that you are hanging with or have, you know, interviewed, do they want the government to do more for them personally? Yes, I think so. I think if I had to describe it in a nutshell, these people are basically saying, you know, I'm confused why Joe Biden has the power to send money to Israel immediately, but why why can't he just as quickly or just as easily enact climate legislation. That's what that may be part of the discontent. And they they don't understand why he isn't doing more that they want him to do. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.